0: You are listening to the Barbara May Show, the place where we discuss all that really matters. We will cover all you need to know about lifestyle, health, spirituality, and plus so much more. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You are listening to Episode 8 with Alexandra Prince. Alexandra is a Global Certified Success Coach, Soul Guide, and a Financial Empowerment Mentor. Alexandra is passionate about helping women to become financial free. In this episode, we will talk about sugar daddies, toxic relationships, spiritual healing, cryptocurrency and financial independence. Welcome, Alexandra, to my podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. My first question for you is, what are you grateful for?
1: So I am grateful for my beautiful French bulldog, Buster, Buster Prince, you. Okay. He's gorgeous, he's absolutely amazing. He's literally, I'm sure he he's the most wonderful soul and he was sent to me. He's been so healing for me in my journey. So yeah, I'm very grateful for him.
0: Do you know what? That's so nice because so many people say, oh, I'm grateful for my
1: partner, but <laughs> I'm grateful for my dog. Love it. <laughs> dog owners out there will understand. <laughs> oh, brilliant.
0: Before we dive in, can you please tell us who is Alexandra Prince?
1: Yeah, of course. So- I'm a global financial empowerment leader for women and a spiritual teacher. Uh, I've been on a journey of transformation and spiritual growth for about the last seven, eight years. Um, All kind of started actually about 10 years ago um, when uh, I went through a really deep period of depression, almost to the point of wanting to take my life, actually standing on the balcony on the 42nd floor tower uh, of a luxury apartment building in Dubai and actually calling my dad and saying goodbye so it was um, a really really difficult time anyway as uh, you know time went on past that I started to find uh, sort of like um, healing through uh, authors and spiritual teachers such as Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer Um, and that was how my journey began I went to live out in Thailand I kind of had my own experience of eat pray love um, which is a slightly different twist because I was actually uh, living that rela- uh, living that journey of my own transformation, but also still in a very toxic and violent relationship, which isn't how she lived uh, the journey in Eat, Pray, Love. But um, it, I still had my own journey of spiritual growth through that, um, but I had a lot of other work to do before that relationship came to an end. And then I really then went on a journey of self-empowerment and true healing and transformation um, and that's where I am now. And one of the things that I always promised myself was that I would become financially free in my own right because for much of my life, I'd found myself to be dependent on men. And I'd stayed in relationships, for example, uh, for the reason of feeling that I wouldn't have um, as good a life or I wouldn't, I didn't have the ability to uh, look after myself financially. And it wasn't that I couldn't it was that I had always had this kind of vision and dream that it would be, you know, I'd meet a rich guy. I'm sure there were many, many women out there. I'm not the only one that would look almost for a prince to rescue me. And that I'd been around a lot of affluent, very wealthy men uh, from my early twenties. And I just had that vision that I would find a rich man and he would rescue me. Um, but that was not what the universe had planned for me. Um, and I know now just actually how debilitating that vision and that kind of Disney delusion I call it of finding the prince finding the fairy tale and him coming to rescue me had been keeping me small so then I went on a journey obviously of transformation and finding myself and um, a part of that journey really was that I wanted to become uh, financially dependent in my own right and it and, and that in itself has been such an empowering part of my journey and I now am financially dependent in my own right. Mm-hmm. um free of toxic relationships I'm now with somebody a very very different uh, type of relationship um and yeah it's life is life is good right now although I'm having challenges like we all do at the moment within my business um but that's because I'm scaling up at such a level so the kind of challenges that I'm having now in my business are kind of different to the challenges that I used to have in my life, if that makes sense, because I have expanded as a as a multi-passionate uh, entrepreneur with multiple businesses and multiple incomes. So with that comes uh, greater challenges, if you like. You know, I'm, I find it amusing. And, you know,
0: especially when it comes to depending on, on, on a man and thinking, okay, I need somebody who is wealthy because I will never be able to afford the house and pay the bills and all that kind of stuff do you think that is related to confidence as such Um,
1: I think it can be related to confidence I know my confidence has shot shot through the roof now I now I am financially dependent uh sorry independent um but what I do find is that when I was younger uh I'd always been sort of um I would say there was an element of about being around 16 17 where I would call it kind of almost I was groomed within the music industry. So, you know, we hear about things such as Me Too, you know, that was big a couple of years ago, the whole Me Too um, kind of expe- experience that, that, that we heard about in Hollywood. And I had my own kind of experience of that and what that's like. And I would say that um, because of that, I, I became, it became where I kind of used my, looks, if you like, um, because I, then I went into modeling, uh, in my early twenties and my looks became what I thought was my value. Mm-hmm. And so everything was based around that in terms of, um, you know, if, if men, men, I knew that men wanted me and I would use it as a bargaining tool and it became because of that early experience of almost kind of what I, I perceive as grooming, um, I feel that from that, it kind of led to a, a life path where I would often bargain with my uh, my body and my uh, looks as a, as a way to get through life. So you think that it's, you know, you've heard the whole thing, sugar daddy, for example, is yeah. a term that's used a lot. And, you know, there were elements of my life where I kind of had those experiences. And you think that you're in control, you think that you're the one who is actually, you know, living the good life. And these people are supporting you or looking after you. But actually, it took me away from the essence of really everything I wanted, which was, you know, a a husband, children, a family. Um, But I became addicted to a different kind of um life life if you like and lifestyle and so it was very difficult for me to then accept a kind of normal life with a normal guy and even though that's all I wanted what I've mean by normal is the wrong term but somebody who we were building a life together where we would maybe contribute together financially and build this but there were always men around me in my 20s that wanted to give me things but there was always a price to pay and absolutely yeah. And so, you know, my, a lot of my life has been around that kind of relationship dynamic. So what's really interesting is when I started to do work around this um, and actually inner work around this and the shame that came from that and the guilt and realized exactly the, the dynamic of what had been going on for a lot of my life with these kind of relationships with these type of older men, for example, and when I actually put a stop to that and recognized it truly for what it was, was when my life began to transform. And I actually cut, uh, there was one particular man who was around for many, many years. And I had no real concept at the time of just how much he was keeping me away from my truth. Not him, I take responsibility that it was my choice, but I had no idea how that relationship And that experience was keeping me from everything I actually wanted. Um, And by cutting that out and doing the healing work I had to do around the shame of things that had happened from kind of like 16, 17 until, you know, maybe my mid thirties, it was the having to forgive myself for all of that, that I had uh, chosen to experience to then finding my true self and standing in my own power. And that's why I am an advocate for women's, uh, empowerment and especially financial empowerment, because even though we know that it, it's our choice, it was my choice to live a lifestyle like that. It actually kept me so far removed from who I really am and my soul path. But what I love is that it actually was a part of my soul path because I wouldn't be where I am today. And, uh, you know, desiring to be an advocate for showing women, actually, that when you take charge of yourself, of your freedom, of your you know, every part of, of, of your life that you will then become the most empowered version of you.
0: I was just about to say that, that um, it wouldn't, you wouldn't be where you are if you haven't had those experience. I'm glad that you mentioned the Sugar Daddy, you didn't say sugardaddy.com, but you said um, the concept of Sugar Daddy, because when it comes to sugar daddy.com it's just that it's just a very controlling concept, isn't it? So you get all these rich guys who take you out for shopping and buy all these nice stuff, take you on a holiday and give you like spending money. But it's nice, but you are not valued as a person. I think when it comes to like further relationship or friendship with those people, you're always going to be one of these people who um, have received money for a company.
1: Absolutely. And what I would say to anybody, and I truly stand by this, is nothing in life comes for free. Um, There's always going to be a lesson uh, and you've got to look at, you know, look take a step back and you know what do they want from this we all know right and then obviously they are utilizing that as a bargaining tool Um, but what I would say is where I had to do a lot of forgiveness work was these guys they know what they're doing when you're a plus 40 for example you know fully mature gentleman successful in your own right and you Uh, go after, let's say, you know, women in their early 20s. We know now, being a woman of 40 myself, how much more emotionally developed I am at age 40, how much more life experience I have. Um, And we don't have that in our early 20s. So I do think, you know, these men know exactly what they're doing. And I don't want to call them predators, right? Because it is a two-way street. And also, you know, maybe they don't always realize the effect and the damage that actually they personally, and I know this doesn't stand for every woman because there will be the argument that, you know, other women will be like, well, I actually loved my experiences with, with, with sugar daddies. And I loved my experience of uh, being, you know, looked after by wealthier men. And I'm not saying I didn't enjoy many, many years of it because there was an element that I enjoyed a part of that lifestyle. But what I can also say is that it did, it did have a hugely detrimental impact. sort of effect on my life as well.
0: Yeah, when I was about 21, I went um, with someone very high profile and it took me to New York. Actually, my friend was dating this man and um, and, he's, and she said, I want to take a friend with me because I just feel safer, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So we went to New York. We stayed in like um, one of the most expensive hotels. We had a private driver. We went on a helicopter. Um, he gave us money to spend if you want to go on a shopping. We went to like the most exclusive restaurants sorry exclusive restaurants people were taking pictures of us because they probably just thought they were celebrities we had because we had all these like security and all that kind of stuff and um um I I can't say that I didn't have a good time but then the day comes that his brother joined us on a trip and we went out for dinner and I wasn't expecting this and suddenly after the dinner her, her brother came and knocked on my room and so I let him in and we talked and talked and talked and he tried to have a sex with me and I almost got raped. So the reason why I'm sharing is obviously because I just want to get out of the experience. So people who are doing such a thing, they are just a bit careful with what uh, outcome those Absolutely. actions could have. Nothing comes for free.
1: So Absolutely. yeah,
0: but yeah, Absolutely. I had a great time, but if that person was stronger and, and bigger than he was, Um, I would probably regret this experience for the rest of my life.
1: Exactly. And that's where they kind of like there's such a fine line when these kind of cases go to court or when, you know, things like Me Too. You know, I can understand and I can see these women that they came out at a later date. But what I also can see is both sides, because you know, as much as I, you know, on one breath, I'm here saying that I, I I, can see that they are to an extent predators. And in another in another breath, I see, well, these guys sometimes really didn't overthink it. And they they actually believe in somewhere in them that these girls want it and that they are up for it and that they're getting something in return. So therefore it's okay. So there is a fine line with all, with all of this. Um, And yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I like to share my experiences of it, and I will be writing a book. A book I've been writing for many years now, and it's never felt right uh, for it to come out because I don't feel like the, the final chapters have been written. If that makes sense, not yeah. that they never end because we, our life continues, but it has never felt really the right time. But as I've now stepped into this um, role within. Uh, cryptocurrency, for example, and I'm 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 working and investing into projects on the blockchain. And there's this whole new financial system now being developed uh, within the world. I feel like this is almost one of the final chapters of my book. And then what I will do is release my whole story just to show that you know there there there's just 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 a, a, an example of a life story of somebody who came from being in that world who was so you know, into the sugar daddy thing and being looked after and wanting to find the rich husband to them being in the completely opposite now mindset. Totally. So let's talk about the financial independence. So um,
0: you said 10 years ago, you were somewhere else. Um, then you found a financial freedom.
1: How did you get there? So I got there with a lot of deep spiritual healing work. Uh, working on the shadow self, I call it, Um, really starting to deal with even past life trauma, Um, understanding that some of what I was carrying wasn't necessarily coming from this life, not so much from... Uh, working with others in terms of healers, but just knowing a deep knowing within myself. So, a lot of spent a lot of time on my own, uh, a lot of time uh, studying teachers, spiritual teachers, as I said. But then just going inward as well and finding that power within and learning how to trust my inner voice and learning how to trust my own knowing of this journey that I was on and what I was here for and what my purpose was, and then having confidence to step into that purpose and taking brave. Uh, action and taking risks as well, financial risks. At the beginning of my journey, uh, really stepping into cryptocurrency and blockchain full-time was only in September of last year. So it was during the pandemic, uh, the lockdown, the first lockdown we had in the UK in March of last year was actually a time when I'd just been offered a job by a very, very uh, successful businessman, multiple millionaire, um, high net worth to go and work with him. But there was something about the dynamic of that relationship for me to go and work with him that just felt the same as if I had had a sugar daddy. It may have been an offered position. There wasn't any sexual connotation between us, but I just knew that there was a dynamic that felt like that sense of control still. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I didn't want to take that job, but I was like, well, what am I else am I going to do? You know, this has landed in my lap, great salary. And the pandemic was hitting and I was like, well, at least I'm still going to get paid. And I had a beautiful company car, really nice BMW. And I was just like, no, no, I don't want all of that. I don't want this. And I just took the leap and I just said, no, to that job and at the time I carried on earning a bit of money as a coach I was doing women's empowerment coaching and I came up with a course called Queen Empowered and it was all about stepping into your inner queen and I did a lot of healing work with the women that joined that coaching program that was similar to what I'd done for myself I hadn't really learned it from anyone else it is what I'd learned to help heal myself and the women in that course had some real incredible transformational shifts and had very different women as well in that program I say of course it was one-to-one I wasn't working with with them in a group but I had very very different types of women but they all had a similar shift in terms of finding their true self and stepping into their own power and I realized what was happening here was it was a ripple effect of what I was doing for myself um, and they were just maybe a few steps behind and I was kind of just like guiding them really with what I was going through in that exact moment and then when that came to kind of an end and and we'd been I'd been coaching with them for about uh, I think it was about uh, it was eight weeks and then I was like but I I wanted to continue that business but there was something in me was like you're meant to be doing something around financial empowerment and you're not just meant to be doing this coaching even though you enjoy it even though you could build this into something bigger I just had this knowing that there was something that I needed to do around real true financial empowerment for myself first and foremost. And that's when this opportunity came up. Uh, Somebody, one of my friends, she'd actually shown it to me twice and I hadn't even looked at it. And she was like, I really think you need to look at this opportunity in this space. Um, And then in, in the end, that same week, I did look at it and Um, I went all in on this opportunity, I took a major risk with a first uh, investment of 35,000 US dollars. And that was the beginning of my journey. Now, not everybody who comes into this space has to start with 35,000 US dollars. That was my big leap into the industry. Um, And that was the working capital that I began with, and I've been working with, um, which I've now uh, tripled in the space of the months that I've been in it and uh, I'm invested into multiple projects. So are you referring
0: this to cryptocurrency? Is that what it was?
1: Yeah, uh, well, the the three industries that I've got project that i am invested into projects are forex, trading, uh, cryptocurrency and uh, projects on the blockchain. So multiple projects. So I'm invested into a fund that invests into multiple projects over the blockchain. And a part of what I've been doing is referring others into these opportunities. Um, But what I've recognized actually from my own growth very recently within the last week or two is that there's an element of what I'm doing where some of those projects are based around the more MLM style of uh, opportunity. And what I've recognized is that's not where I see myself positioned. I see myself more positioned as a crypto uh, currency wealth manager. And so what I want to do now is to kind of step away more from those MLM style opportunities and step more into um, taking on uh, say like a, 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 kind of like a, a, a crypto consultant, cryptocurrency consultant and having a few select clients and, and, and acting like a wealth manager in the traditional sense, but within the crypto space. Do you,
0: how would you describe cryptocurrency to people who are listening and um, they don't know
1: about, about it yet? Okay. So, I mean, the, the, in the terms of, you know, what what is cryptocurrency, we really are just de- developing a whole new financial space, if you like. So, if you think about uh, currencies in the traditional term, we've got dollars, yen, uh, pounds, we call that fiat currency. That's known as fiat currency. And then on the other side of that, you've got digital currency. Now, the one that most people uh, know of is obviously Bitcoin. It's, it's now become... Uh, an asset in its own right, if you like, uh, and it's becoming more stabilised as an asset because the larger institutions are beginning to uh, include Bitcoin in their sort of in their portfolios. Uh, so you've got huge, huge companies coming in and, and investing large amounts into Bitcoin now. So it's almost got that same value as gold, for example. Um, but aside from Bitcoin, Bitcoin is you know when pe- people You talk about crypto, the first thing people think of is Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is just one uh one coin one currency there are many many other currencies and they all have different purposes um there's a security tokens for example or you have uh exchanges like banks but just a digital currency so our own banks within the cryptocurrency space and those exchanges also have what, what their own coins and when people come and they use that that exchange So, for example, if you want to convert Bitcoin into another coin, let's say, for example, USDT, which is a coin that is backed against the value of the the US dollar. Um, If you want to exchange that, then you could exchange that within that exchange, within that, if you like, bank. And that comes with a fee. Now, once people are using that exchange more and more, then it will drive the price of that coin. So one of the coins that I'm invested in, for example, is a coin called CRO, and that is the coin of a an exchange called crypto.com, which is its own and essentially its own digital. I don't like to use the term bank because we have crypto banks and crypto exchanges. They are slightly different, but it's somewhere where you will store your assets. So you would just like you have your your fiat currency, which is your pounds, your sterling, your yen, in the traditional bank, okay, Let, let's call it NatWest in the UK, or Halifax, or Lloyds, um, then you would have it in one of these exchanges instead. And there are more and more of these exchanges opening uh, worldwide within that will, you know, when we say worldwide, it's, it's in the space of crypto. So it's, it's globally digital, you know, it's a global asset anyway. But I, I also invest into mining projects. So one of the uh, projects that I'm invested into is um, there's a new exchange that's opening um, called Block, uh, the, the blockchain. my BlockX basically is, is, is the company and th- we're mining our own coins. And those coins, for example, will be listed onto the exchange when people start to use that exchange to exchange other currency. So BlockX, as an exchange will go live in the next couple of months. It was supposed to go live at the beginning of this year, but with projects, there's always delays. Now, when people start to use that exchange to make exchanges with other cryptos, and it's going to, one of its unique selling points is it's going to try and offer, attempt to offer the lowest fees in the space, for example. So when the fees are lower, people will be more attracted to use that exchange. Then um, it will drive the price of my coins, but I'm actually mining those coins. So I actually own one of the miners that mines these coins. So if you can imagine you had the ability to own a Bitcoin miner that was mining coins, I mean, that would be worth a lot of money right now, but I'm just at one of the, in the infancy of a project. So those coins that I'm mining now, which I now have 500,000, I'm I'm mining an average of about 100,000 coins a month. Let's just imagine that coin went to a dollar. Same level.
0: Same level yeah. As, yeah. yeah, it's
1: 500,000. But imagine if the coin went to $180, which is where, for example, Binance at the moment, which is another exchange, which we can compare to the exchange that uh, I've invested into, That then you would times my, my current portfolio of 500,000 by 180, to 180 times 500,000. It's a lot of money. Now, all of these things still are, you know, We can't guarantee that that project, for example, will take off. But I look at projects and then I, I just make my choice really as to where I think that they might have some leverage, and I take a punt
0: if you like. Well, yeah, you said you said that you did have some um, some loss as well when it came to investment, and I think that kind of helps you helps you to grow, as well. Um, So before we started the interview, you said to me that you have some massive changes in your life. What is going on?
1: Yeah, so um, something that came up in the last week, literally, and this is where I want to share with people who are potentially looking at coming into the space of crypto and blockchain or looking to financially empower themselves using this new market space is that we have to be very realistic in this space that there are scams. And one of the projects that I've been involved in has turned out to be a scam. And uh, I've lost a substantial amount of money. And I always knew that coming into this space, I always said I wanted to diversify because one, you don't know which projects are going to take off and which aren't. You also have to be realistic in that this is an unregulated market space. Um, And whilst dealing with an unregulated market space, it doesn't matter how much due diligence you do. Yeah, sometimes these opportunities can fall down or they end up to be a scam uh, and that appears to be what's happened with one of my projects but what's interesting is that what i knew that this project was high risk but i i i was i got greedy i saw that the level of return they were you know double what say they were in some of my other projects and i thought i'll take a risk i know this is high risk i know in my heart this potentially looks like a scam But I've seen other people get paid in week in and week out for eight months. It wasn't one that I chose to go into initially because I did feel it looked like a higher risk. And there wasn't enough due diligence on the founders of who the people behind the company were. But I still then after eight months of seeing, sorry, seven months of seeing other people being paid in week in, week out, I thought I'll take a punt. And I took a punt. And within six days of me being in in that opportunity, that opportunity crashed. Now, had it just been my own funds, I would have felt bad, but I would have picked myself up and just get on with it. But because I've built a following in this space and I have people now who follow what I do, even though I gave a very, very high risk warning to this opportunity, people still chose to follow me, which my strategy was we get in and out within six weeks Uh, But the opportunity crashed in six days. And I think for me, this was a huge lesson because um, when you have other people following your strategy, even though I, I, I very much offered a disclaimer, you know, past performance does not equal future results. I'm not technically at this stage a wealth manager. I was just here showing people the results that I've had, but it still hurts 10 times more when somebody has trusted you and even though you've told them the risks, it crashes. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally it does make sense. And I'm sure that yeah. you are
0: not the the first one and not the last one who's no. going um, who's going to deal with this uh, with this situation. And yeah, and I think it's very important to mention if people invest money, um, it's not that you are going to take care of the money and you're going to let it grow for them, but you can be there as an advisor, but. we can't guarantee
1: we can't can't guarantee guarantee, you can't guarantee any investment you can't guarantee anything in life I mean look what's happened for example in the property market with cladding in the UK we have an issue with cladding on buildings so therefore a lot of people's uh, properties now are not worth what they thought and they're having trouble selling them because their building has an issue with cladding so any type of investment you, you 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 have an element of risk but what I did do which I think I've done well is I diversified um, and so if you look at my overall balance I'm, I'm still doing I'm still in profit but what I always say to everybody now is the first step in anything that we do is we work to get out your initial capital but what I was doing with that higher risk investment was working to get out my higher capital my my initial capital within four to six weeks but we didn't even get to that point mm-hmm. and that's just an example of yes you this can crash
0: can you say the name of the company
1: this um, company i don't know if i should say it online and <laughs> <laughs> um, people won't be able to invest into it now anyway because it's offline So um, I'm not sure where I stand with that on a public podcast. So I've just got to be a bit careful. (laughs) No, don't worry. I I thought I'm going to ask anyway. Oh, yeah, no, of
0: course. Okay, let's talk about your personal projects you have on a side of crypto because um, you're very active on social media.
1: Right, yeah, no, again, I mean, to what I found, sorry, I I sound like I'm sighing and I'll explain why to the the listeners. Um, I really believe that we are being really controlled within society. And we are brought into a world where they don't want to teach everybody to get rich. So we're not taught what we really need to be taught in schools when it comes to um, finance, for example, and the economy and how it works. So again, when I look back at this whole mission with financial empowerment, it's not just about stepping away from the kind of the sugar daddy lifestyle, if you like, but also um, it was about really seeing how the governments and how globally we have been, the, the majority are kept so small, and how the and how most of the world's wealth is owned by a small percentage uh, yes. of very high net worth families. Who you know, there's just a, a, a whole load of corruption going on. And it's starting to come out more and more and people are beginning to wake up. But something that I've recognized is that there's a way that we can circulate money differently in which we can actually help each other. And they've been doing this in tribal times. Uh, It's something called gifting circles. Uh, But why I'm being a little bit coy in how I'm speaking about this is because again, as much as I see the good we're doing within within gifting circles is that we are being told that now this is illegal <laughs> and um how long
0: you've been part of gifting circle
1: um so i've been in i've i've participated in things like this for a few months so not not a long time but what i've have is many people who've been in them for longer and what i'm seeing so much more than the financial benefit is actually the, the type of community that we're creating. And what really drives me nuts about when you hear that these things are illegal is, you know, you come into something like this and you never, ever, ever gift more than a few hundred dollars. Okay. And it's your, and it's your choice. I just want to make sure that everybody it's knows abs- it's your choice. It's absolutely your choice. Yeah. It's absolutely your choice. But what you're actually gaining from this community is coaching, it's mindset, offering um, some beautiful gifts and services from those that are in the community. And you get all of that for free. And yet I know that there are, and something that I feel strongly about, there are so many supposed labeled coaches out there, teaching coaches how to become coaches and charging ex. Exceed- extortionate amounts and if people want to pay that that's fine and I know there are some really great high-level coaches out there so I by no means mean everybody but when there is somebody who comes into the space who's learned basically a network marketing style or affiliate marketing not affiliate marketing is the wrong word but they've learned a formula that they can go out and then teach to someone else. Oh, I'm now a business coach. I've paid for a program. I've learned how to become a a marketer in in the space of you know marketing, social media marketer is what was, the word I was looking for. I can now teach you how to go and get clients. It's not really a coach.
0: Can I can I just step in? Don't don't forget the thought. Um, I'm actually doing episodes on this. Um, on <laughs> I call it. No, it's funny because uh, uh, I just call it um, a very well marketed fraud yes and and that is i'm going to be doing an episode on a spiritual healers um yes so i'm going to be very open about about that um so keep your eyes filled for that wow. because exactly what you are talking about you said to me you have how many how many thousands of followers have you got on your instagram
1: Um, I do have I think I do have but I'm not active on it which is why it's not engaged. I think it's about 20,000 okay well you have 20,000 17,000 sorry so
0: 17,000 followers on 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 your Instagram and you told me yourself that I don't like Instagram because it's all fake
1: yeah and that's so, why i don't use it so i ha- don't have much engagement anymore on my instagram i had 25000 followers a few years back but i'm not i'm not engaged on my instagram at all anymore if
0: i what I want to say before before you continue what you were saying is that uh, social media and uh, these people who learn to do this formula and everybody, everybody's coach. It's like you click on the profile of somebody who you like the picture of and it comes up with, come and have a free discovery call with me. And this is what I coach and this is what I do and this is how I can help you. But those people are targeting a new people. So I call it like a new souls. So the people who are younger and they're coming into. Into their social media, and they look at their pictures and they're thinking, Oh my goodness, I love the way how she looks, I love the lifestyle. I need to sign up to her course or her coaching session because she will help me or he will help me to become her,
1: yes, him or him. So, yeah, that's and, done and it's all fake, <laughs> and it's all fake because let's be honest. As a ex model, I, I can understand how we do filters. I use filters still sometimes um, and we can all make pictures look beautiful and that's very nice. And we can all sit there with our cup of tea or with our laptop, all looking very fancy and our little glass of champagne on the side, living the lifestyle. And it is just so fake. And I'm not saying we don't. Sit with our glass of champagne and our laptop. Trust me, I've done it quite a few times, especially (laughs) whilst I've been making the money in crypto. But the point being is that it's just so egotistical, and I just, uh, oh, it just honestly, this gets me passionate, and I would, I could speak about this all day because I find all of that coaching thing, I just can't get on board with it. I just find it's, it, it makes me vomit. Mm. Just want to say
0: about just want to say about Instagram. However, even all those negative, um, negative stuff we have said, um it is a platform and which you can use to reach your potential customers. So, but you need to be careful um who you choose to believe.
1: Yeah, and also I that's the thing. I also don't want to make out like I'm speaking about every everything about that that industry because You know, I am looking to go back into empowerment coaching, but I think what's put me off really doing that was the fake part of it. So I want to be an empowerment coach from a very truthful and authentic space. Um, and I just couldn't get on board with the kind of having the marketing side of it so I'm actually seeking a way at the moment for how can I and and just being as honest as possible and authentic and real as possible is I think how I've just I'm going to go out there and do it because I do want to remarket myself as an empowerment coach because I know I have so much to offer in terms of energy and uh, you know teaching people how to work with their energy and the spiritual teaching that I would like to share with people but it was actually this whole rise of the like you just called it what was it you the very well marketed fraud yes the very well market the rise of the very well marketed fraud that actually um, repels me from wanting to be a coach <laughs>
0: You know, um, I know we talked about Clubhouse, you and I, for those people who don't know, it's a new new social platform. Um, and you said that you have so many invitations, but you still haven't, um, you haven't started using it. So with Clubhouse, um, if I can just say something about that, it's, it's an incredible app. I have, con- I have connected to very high-profile people and a people who knows exactly what they're talking about. I can hear them speaking and then I click on their profile and you wouldn't believe those people are like millionaires um ted uh speakers you know those ted talk shows speakers and they have on 300 or 400 uh followers on instagram they're absolutely normal people but they have a real value and um and it's very easy to use this platform to do what you want to do or if anybody else is interested make sure you do jump on a clubhouse and those people, you know, I had to send them DM and I said, hi, I said, um, I said, this is what I do. And I said, would you want to come on a podcast? Um, can you help me with this? Um, would you be able to give me advice and etc." And, and they respond, they respond within 24 hours. Um, I had so many Zoom calls, so many meetings with them. Absolutely love them. It's very genuine. Nobody is trying to sell me anything. Nobody is trying to tell me, okay, well, I can offer this to you. So let's dive into how much this is going to cost you monthly. It's actually a free advice. It has been. I'm showing sure my change. But so far, I nobody's been trying to sell me anything. So I'm absolutely obsessed with the app. Wow, and, I need um, to
1: get onto Clubhouse. Clubhouse.
0: No, you totally do. Um, and, yeah, you know, like it is it is linked to your Instagram. So people can follow you on a Clubhouse. They can also um, follow you on Instagram. But then you can go and do your rooms, and you can do rooms about the um, empowerment. Like for example, I have room now on Monday, eleven o'clock, and I am talking about psychic development. So if you want to dive in, I would love to have you. Um, and we talk about crystals on Monday and 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 their power, and and it's beautiful. You got guided meditations, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, this episode is not about promoting a clubhouse. Oh, no, that go, sounds good. <laughs> let's go. Oh, no, that no, sounds good. Let's go back to. Uh, to your personal project
1: so we were talking about the gifting circle
0: yeah and um yeah so can you continue so I think we were we, we ended. yeah no
1: I was just saying it's 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 quite sad because I would love to speak about it more publicly but there's only so much I feel now with what's come up this week and again this week has just been a very interesting week for me uh in terms of you know it becoming to my awareness of people keep saying that these are illegal you know and so that has now brought fear into me in terms of how i share this um it is a closed community um but yeah i mean i i i know we're live actually on the podcast right now and maybe i should have addressed this before but i think it's interesting actually to share this with the listeners of what's now from my perspective been something so beautiful um and transformational and something that has been going on for Uh, many many years back since tribal times again governments or whoever are coming in and trying to take trying to scare people not to come into these things I mean again we've taken some legal advice so there's an element that we we believe this isn't illegal does that make sense yeah Um, and we're offering something really beautiful but at the same time now there is a fear in me uh to be necessarily promoting it Mm-hmm. yeah so we, we're actually addressing that this week within what we're doing because we've built this amazing community we've got beautiful incredible souls in there we're offering as i said free mind we've got a mindset uh class tonight uh how to overcome fear of rejection which is something that we all could could to, could use you know it's not just something you would use within Inviting people into a gifting circle, you know, you could use that as in sales, in life, in relationships. So, we're offering this amazing combination of masterclasses, strategy calls like it's all uh, spiritual teaching. We've had healing sessions in there, and this is all free of charge. So, and yet, because we've added a financial element to it, in which, you know, a gifting circle, you can come in, you, you, you gift a small amount. And then in return during these cycles, you're in a four week cycle. Uh, you can receive up to eight times more than what you've gifted. Um, and this is like a, a, a new circulation of wealth. And people say, oh, well, somewhere down the line, someone will always lose. But the way we see it is, well, first of all, uh, no, if the, if everybody continued and everybody would just, in their second week, find two people that want to come into this circle from a place of love, from a place of abundance and prosperity. And for, they want to come and step into this journey of learning and expansion. Cause that's really what this is far more than what you receive financially from this circle. This is a chance for you to step up. I have seen so many women come into this circle and men and transform like literally in front of my eyes over a period of a few weeks going from being nervous, being, feeling in fear or feeling alone to suddenly feeling connected to suddenly feeling like they found purpose, uh, finding joy, um, meeting new friends. It's, it's a network. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, we definitely need a community and we definitely need a support. So Yeah, and
1: especially during the pandemic. So I I, I get testimonials, I get people, we do a call on a, a Tuesday, sorry, like a, a testimonial Tuesday and just the amount of gratitude I have from people who say, thank you so much for holding the space for this. Uh, I've gained so much from this. Um, so really, the money is a byproduct. But the reason why I'm being a bit coy about speaking about it, even though I have chosen to still step up because, and speak publicly, uh, that could put me at risk. But I still stand by my truth that what we are offering is something that I know is changing life. So I feel very proud about that.
0: Mm. No, I completely agree with you. And I'm very thankful for you sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> so what other uh, personal projects have you got or what advice have you got for the listeners? Uh, well, so what advice have you got for listeners Um, how they can become financially independent?
1: Okay, so financial independent really begins with you setting the intention that this is what you want. Okay, and you have to know that you really want it because it takes you to get uncomfortable. We all say, get comfortable, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I'm sure many people have heard that saying, it's a big saying in the personal development world. And it really is true. Like it's gonna take action. It's gonna take you learning something new. That's one of the biggest secrets I would say, and that's not a secret, but key or tip would be, you know, be prepared to learn something new and give it your all. Set the intention that that is what you want, um, and look at opportunities in which you can receive what I call passive income. So where you're not trading time for money. So trading time for money would be uh, a job, a nine to five, or, you know, you're going to work and that's absolutely fine. And if you love your job, that's amazing, but it's never going to make you wealthy. It's never going to allow you to expand uh, financially. So if you look at any entrepreneur, anybody who's had a relative or a relative of a uh, you know, financial success they will always have every multi. they say a millionaires have an average of five income straight passive income streams so look at opportunities that will offer you that
0: thank you so much my last question for you is where can listeners find you and get in contact with you
1: Okay, so I'm currently in the process of having my website redone, but I'll put it here because it will be alexandracprince.com. So www.alexandracprince.com, or you can find me on my personal Facebook page. I'm i very organic in my marketing, <laughs> which is Alexandra Prince. I rarely go on Instagram, but my Instagram handle is at Alexandra underscore c underscore prince um so you can find me there but just instant messenger really i've run a lot of my business on instant messenger through facebook so alexandra prince um, and i think the handle to find it is alexandra prince coach which is quite funny after saying i didn't like the term coach but yeah so just find me on on there or you can just um message me at alexandra at alexandracprince.com
0: Thank you for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and that you have gained a lot of information. As I have just launched this podcast, I have decided to give two lucky listeners a free psychic reading each month for the period of next three months. These readings will be a combination of a tarot and a psychic channeling to enter all you need to do is leave a review in the itunes store take a screenshot of it send it to me on barbara may at gmail.com which is b-a-r-b-r-a-m-a-y-s-h-o-w at gmail.com as you may already know um, reviews are very important for podcasts and they will help podcasts to expand and direct the important topics discussed to the appropriate audience at the end of every month, I will announce the winner on my Instagram, which is at The Barbara May Show. So keep your eyes peeled and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode.